I got some big games coming up. I'm talking about San Fran, Dallas again, Seahawks. I know y'all want inside details on these games. So come on and join up if you love football. If you love the Eagles, if you love your boy Big Play Slade, please subscribe to your boy. Thank you. What's up, everybody, man? It's your boy Big Play Slade, and I'm back, man. Before I get into everything, man, how was everyone Thanksgiving? Because I got to give y'all a brief info of mine, man. Mine was great. Couple teammates came over. I might have been overweight a little bit, man. So I hit that sauna, steam room, lose some of that weight because I was eating too good, man. I love the fried food. I love me some collard greens, pies, yams. I had all that good stuff going on. Had some leftovers, man. So I had to double back. That's how good it was, man. Shout out to my chef, man, Keith. He do his thing with the cooking, man. So I uh, had a great time with my Thanksgiving, man. So I would like to y'all to inform me how y'all was in the comments, please, man. Because I do care about everybody Thanksgiving, man. Because I hope everyone had a great time. But uh, let's get on to this situation, man. Because it's been a crazy week for me. You know, Monday, had a Monday night game. Kansas City, brutal traveling. I'm talking about traveling was terrible. You know what I'm saying? The game was at 8 o'clock. And get home till four o'clock that next morning. They had a short week to come up with against the Buffalo Bills. Like this was a tough, tough week. And you know what I'm saying? And, and yes, fans, as y'all see, I played this Sunday, so my ankles are good. You know, even though they got shook Monday night, I had a good time to recover from, man. So my ankles feeling pretty well. Y'all don't be on me too hard, but I think they played off pretty well, man. My ankles feel good, healthy. So I can still run. I can still do my thing. So yeah, man. But let's get deep into this now, cause your boy is 10 and 1. 10 and 1. And look, fans, I know what y'all saying. Like, this has been a tough four weeks, man. We got comeback victories from craziness. I'm talking about comeback victories, man. We keep believing in each other. We keep playing for each other. And that's what leads to us to the dubs, man. Because overall, we don't, you know, we just don't lose our composure until the clock says 0 0, man. We keep fighting until it says 0 0. So, but this past week, the clock did say 0 0. But we got an extra 10 minutes. So, doing a little extra 10 minutes, we got after it, man. Played great ball. Got the dub. Man, it feels good to be 10-1, and one, man. This is this, this been a long journey, man. This has been the hardest thing going on right now. And what's crazy about it is, as a team, we still don't feel like we played our complete game. And that's what's mind-blowing. We keep finding ways to win. That's one thing we do, man. We find ways to win and gets it done. I know fans be like, oh, man, nail biters every week. But to be honest, I don't like nail biters. But then again, I like like nail biters because the fact that if we blowing the team out, that means they're going to throw the ball too much. They're going to keep throwing the ball to catch up. But last night, we played like 90 plays last night on, on defense. And talking about somebody tired and sore. Ooh, I'm, I'm tired, sore. Um... I had to get a lot of sleep this morning. I just got off the massage table and came straight to the pod to let y'all know I care about my fans. So I got off the table when I was feeling real good, got up, came in here and chop it up with y'all, man, let y'all know how my day was and how this game went. So I appreciate y'all, friend. That's how much I love y'all. But man, I am tired to my body, so I got bruises everywhere. And then the rain, the weather wasn't no help. It rained four quarters straight. I don't know how the fans did it. We appreciate y'all for being in the stands, man, cheering us on, man, because that game was electrifying. And for that to be that kind of weather, man, Josh Allen still threw the ball 51 times. I'm like, damn, did the ball not wet enough for y'all to, like, run this ball? But they did have a great one game, too, as well. But the thing I'm just saying is throwing the ball to 81, I mean, 51 times is crazy. 
this game is physical. We lost a lot of guys this week. Lane went down. I'm talking about game time decision. One of the best tackles in the game. Dallas Garter, one of the best tight ends in the game. We lost Fletcher Cox in the middle of the game. We lost Milton from a concussion, that, and he didn't play. He's one of the best run stoppers on our defense. Then we had uh, Zach Cunningham went down. Like, we had guys went down, but we always have guys step up and play ball. And everybody always be having these excuses about, oh, the guy ain't had this team, this player ain't played, that player ain't played, so that's why they this and that. We still find ways to win. And, you know, against great teams in this league, man. This team, this NFL league right now is some of the best athletes in the world right now. And right now, we just played the Buffalo Bills. One, a great team, great organization, man. Great players over there. Got one of the best receivers. Got a great quarterback. Got a great defense. So, I mean, if you just looked at their defense, their defense was playing outstanding in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Just still finding ways to, you know, stop our high-powered offense in the rain. So, you got to give us credit when credit is due, man. We find ways to win. And... And that's what we do. We win, baby. We win. I'm talking about win, win, win. DJ Cali voice. You got to give a big old shout out to man, Jake the Goat. That's why we call him Jake the Goat, man. Jake the Goat. I'm talking about 59? 59 yard field goal. That's crazy. In that condition in the weather, wind was blowing, in the rain. Shout out to the holder, the snapper, the O line, everyone blocking for him. Like, he still had some leg room, too. He might could have kicked like a 64. Like, he still had a little leg room. That's big time from Jake, man. We always trusted Jake. We ain't, no, no question in our mind that we knew Jake was going to make that. We already knew what time was. He got that clutch gene in his body. He really doing what he doing. He's one of the best kickers in the NFL, and not the best. I mean, of course, we got Tuck in the league still. He's a still amazing kicker. But Jake is right up there now. And if you don't have Jalen Hurts as your front runner for the MVP right now, I don't know who you got up there. I mean, CJ Stroud playing amazing, you know, but they's not winning as we are, but yes, they doing a damn good job, man. CJ Stroud is one of the best young quarterbacks I've seen in a long time to come in this game like this. Like, whoo, he remind me of like Andrew Luck, you know what I'm saying? As in the, uh, just a talented kid that has like got so much potential, like was so great early in his career and making it like, it's like Andrew Luck, man. I'm talking about he got the Andrew. Andrew Luck was still playing right now. Andrew Luck would probably be one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, man. Shout out to Andrew Luck. But CJ Stroud is playing amazing. I got him up there too as one of my MVP candidates. But right now, Hurts is leading the way. I'm saying like he's leading the way. It just gave me flashbacks of when we played the Colts. Everybody like, oh, spread them all, you know, spread it out. Quarterback draw, boom. Like, I think teams know it's coming, but it's so hard to, like, tell because we got so many skilled and great receivers and so many guys that can make plays that you just don't really know what can happen because it could be a fake draw. He throw it over there to over here to AJ or somebody, and they go on the screen. Now we got a, a, a number count on the screen, and then, you know, AJ walk in for a touchdown. So we got guys that can make plays. So that's why I think why Jalen Hurts' quarterback draw is so crazy and so like unique because it just i mean as you've seen the other night uh josh allen did the same thing quarterback draws making plays like it's just so talented because they got a lot of offensive talent too with guys that can make plays with the catching with the catching the ball so like it's just a, a tough play to stop when you got two quarterbacks that can do that and then hurts it when being the one of the best at doing it right now come on man he's just up there for the mvp just sitting up there y'all might go ahead and hand him the trophy you know what I'm saying? Just hand it to him, man. Hand it to him, man. So uh, he doing his thing right now, man. That was a big time play. Great call by our OC, man. He doing his thing. So boy's going crazy, man. Shout out to Hurts, man. MVP, front runner. If you got anybody above him, stop it.
And I cannot forget about my boy, BG, Brandon Graham. I'm talking about making history. And he just beat David Akers over the years, man, right now, for having him play the most game as an Eagle. That's big time, man. Playing somewhere for 13, maybe 14 years and being been consistent, been playing hard, man. He's been one of the best leaders on this team, man. This team is built off BG. We love him. We thank him, man. So shout out to BG. Because that's big time, man. 189 games. It, it can't be done. I, mean, I wanted to do that one time, you know, for Detroit. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I want to be one of the guys that played in Detroit for all my career and all that kind of stuff. But I'm so thankful to be an Eagle. But, but shout out to BG for making history, man. That's big time, man. Uh, the, and to bring home the dub for him. So, man, shout out to BG, man. We appreciate you. We love you. You keep doing your thing. Keep leading us the way. I don't know if y'all saw it with BG in overtime when they said, hey, they want to receive the ball, and that boy BG said, don't matter. That's the energy we be needing on our team. That's the energy y'all don't see. But, man, BG brings all that type of energy, man. He make us believe in and trust into what's going on. Like, he make us fight for everything. So, man, shout out to BG, man, and congratulations on being a, making history. You know, I feel like Hurts go break that. You know, so that's the only person I can think of can beat that. But let's get into this game. Let's get into the real details of this game. Let's start off with the quarterback, Josh Allen. Played an amazing game, man. Threw the ball 51 times, I think, for over 300 yards in OVT. And he ran for about, dang, 90. Like, his ability to stem plays, um, keep his eyes downfield. I'm talking about running left or right. He makes a lot of plays for that team, man. He got that offense going. Of course, the offense has ran through him in 14. Did Stephon Diggs. Some of the best, two two of the best duos in the league as a quarterback receiver duo. They get the job done. Now, Josh Allen was making many, 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 many plays last night with his legs. Like, many. I'm talking about his standing a lot of plays on third down that hurt us. Like, because I feel like we did a great job at covering these great receivers they got over there. Because they receive a core and tight ends, all that. They, they skill folk position is very, very talented. They remind us of us a little bit. You know, they, we got A.J., got Smitty, we got Swift that's great out the backfield, got Dallas. You know, so they kind of remind us of our offense with skill position because they got Stephon, they got Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis, they got um, their young running back, Cook. Like, he's great at the backfield and a great running back as well. So they do kind of remind us of us, and they got a great tight end, a great young tight end. So I think we did a great job of covering them, but with Josh Allen extending plays, uh, breaking tackles because he broke like two sacks that we could have had and um, he made plays like he made plays and making dot throws so shout out to Josh Allen man I think he played an amazing game and uh, I don't know why people you know give him a hard time all the time you know what I'm saying I understand he's the franchise quarterback I understand y'all don't want to see him turn the ball over as much as ever but look when you throw the ball 51 times like that's a lot of drop back so if you're throwing the ball like that you bound to turn the ball over. He is a very much great talent. You know what I'm saying? I can understand his clutch moments and all that kind of stuff. You got to make plays in clutch situations because they could have, you know, in overtime. Me and JB had a combination going on. They rubbed a nice little pick route. And Buddy could have had me beat if he threw the ball, you know, in the right direction. So, hey, that's his clutch gene. I don't know if him as quarterback was off balance or didn't know. But, hey, it was great for me. And I was having an amazing game. That game, that part, that would have messed my whole game up because I would think I would have had a very, very solid game. But, man, that could have been ugly. <laughs> That's enough about the Bills, man. Let's get into our offense. Let's get into this great offense we got over here. So, of course, they did not start off so well in the first half, man. You know, two turnovers. You know, we got to stop turning the ball over, and we got to turn the ball over more for them. So, the conditions, the weather, guys making plays, tip ball, you know, 
miscommunication on the handoff. Going into down in there, 17-7 again, just like this past week against Kansas City. That's something that we don't want to do. We don't want to continue doing that, man, because as you can tell, it's hard to come out of that. But, hey, like I said, we found a way to get it done, man, because this offense is high power, man, and we, and we trust Hurts. We trust Hurts with our life when he's out there on the football field because he gets stuff done. Him and our offense, they get it done. The biggest play of the game was the third and 15. Hurts scrambling it to his left, throwing it to OZ, making a big-time play. I'm talking about big-time play because, you know, doing scramble drills, everybody's looking for Smitty and AJ. So it's time for OZ to step up. So that's why we have guys that's ready for the moment. Y'all seen the film. Y'all watched the film. Uh, if you knew football, you see it. OZ don't have a, a mini amount of targets. He's not out here getting 15, 20 targets, 10 targets, 8 targets. His plays are come whenever they plays come. So he just never know when his play is ready. But for the every time his numbers has been called, he's made the catch. Tampa Bay, big time play. When Hurst is sitting in the pocket chilling, found OZ, middle of the field, score a touchdown. As you see right now, rolling to his left, Hurts, finding OZ again, back in the end zone. That's trust. He could have threw it to AJ. He could have threw it to Smitty. But he trusts OZ as much as he trusts them guys too as well. So that's what they're looking for. These guys that can make plays after AJ and Smitty. And them guys making plays every time because everybody know who our offense run through. But when them guys are covered, we expect guys like Julio, Quez Watkins, and OZ to make the play. And guess what? Them guys are answering every time. Every, every time. So we appreciate them guys. So everybody got to contribute. You know, everybody got to contribute to the team in some type of way. People embrace their roles over here. That's what thing about our team. Everybody on our team embrace their role. You could be the main guy or you could be the last guy on the depth chart. It doesn't even matter. But everybody's role is embraced over here, and we appreciate them guys, man, because them guys make plays every time their number is called. And I see all the complaining about everybody like, oh, why AJ getting this going, AJ getting this going. Hey, look, when you play defense, and a guy like A.J. Brown is on your team that's been, that just broke the record for having over 125 yards and five games, back-to-back -back games like that. He, he got the record now. He's going to draw a lot of attention. I'm talking about double teams, safety over the top. So he he's not going to get these one-on-one -on -one looks no more. It's going to be hard to because it's like, dude was just breaking records. Like, if a defense don't try to take him out of the game, they might not have a job come in that following week because look it's no way in hell you finna let aj brown arguably the best receiver in the league continue to keep getting one-on-ones and beating you for 130 yards every game they're not gonna let that happen but good thing about us we got a Devonte smith we got a guy that can get after it just as much you know so you gotta pick your poison if you take aj away we're going to smitty you take Smitty away, we can go to Dallas. You try to take all them guys away, you'll just run the ball. We can do it all. That's why we so great on offense. But Smitty always step up. You know what I'm saying? He's not a number two receiver. He's a 1B. You know what I'm saying? We got a 1A, we got a 1B. And Smitty do what he doing, man. He had 100 yards a game this week. Last week, he did the same thing. Had 90 yards, came up big. Skinny Batman, 170-pound guy, catching balls across the middle, taking a hit and holding on to it. Like, that shows the toughness that he has. So, shout out to Smitty, man. We always appreciate you. And y'all can't forget about my guy. Swift, like, he's showing why he's one of the best running backs in the league. He's making plays left and right. I'm talking about left, right, left, right. That play he made in overtime with the jump cut all the way to the sideline, going back to the left, run up the sideline, making like a 20-yard game. Like, 
that's him. That's him being electrifying. It ain't had nothing to do with the O-line, but we always go give credit to the O-line, but that's him making a play, you know. It wasn't just like nobody in touch. He had to make like three or four guys miss, and that's what we pay him the money for. That's what we brought him over here to do that because he can make stuff like that happen. He did that numerous of times in numerous games. I remember when we first got him, we played Baltimore, and Coach Cena hit him with that, ooh, walk the bam, and took about 30 yards. Like, that's all we needed to see. And after that, I think y'all don't even see him play no more in preseason. Because that's what they wanted to see. They wanted to see if he could do that. And you just seen him do it again in OT in a clutch moment and made a hell of a big play. I'm on defense. So let's talk about the defense. You know what I'm saying? We got a Jalen Carter field goal block. That was a big game time and change of thing right there. I mean, he might have messed up his hand a little bit, doggone hitting that ball like that, because he came to the sideline, you know, height. But, man, he in that cold weather, hard ball, that shit hurts. That shit hurts. That's like one of the – that shit hurt. Whitty was cold too. So, man, Jalen Carter, man, is a beast. I don't, and, like, what's crazy is he a big dude, but he's not, like, that tall. So that tells me, like, he had to get up off the ground a little bit. Like, he might got a little bit of bunnies. I'm going to ask him tomorrow if he can dunk because I might be skeptical about that. He might can dunk or something. So, But Jalen Carter with the field goal block was amazing, man. Saved us three points on defense. We got two big time – really, yeah, two big time stops. In the red zone with the with the field goal block, and they missed the field goal. So that saved us six points off the board right there. And we got another turnover. I'm talking about another turnover from a DB. And I'm talking about my boy JB. My boy ain't in the goose egg no more. I've been talking about him having a goose egg all oh, year. I said, JB, you can't end the season with a goose egg, man. You've been, you been striking. You've been close. We don't never have a season with zero picks. My boy finally caught one, man, in a big-time situation. And that's what I'm saying, the big time. It was a big-time play in a critical game. Like, just like Monday, when Bayer hit a, got a great pick in a big-time moment. Game driving. After we just came through scoring on offense, we went out there lit. I'm talking about if y'all have been out there on the field, the stadium played like, we ready, what? I don't know if y'all know that song, but it's a real strong song for football, man. It's one of the big theme song for football when you're going out on the field as a defense you, you feel the energy the crowd singing it with us then they start playing meat meal the anthem so we start really getting crazy in the stadium and i'm telling you two plays later jb with the pick and i'm talking about the stadium erupted it went crazy i'm saying like we appreciate the fans because fans y'all made that happen I know we got to play calling i know we got to execute the call and i know we got to catch the ball but the energy y'all bring into that stadium it just like it it just makes us want to make the big play. And JB came in there and made a big time play in a clutch situation for our offense to get the ball back in their red zone, in their territory, and go down and score and takes the lead. Like big. Now we up. You know what I'm saying? Now we up 28-24. Like, it was crazy, man. So shout out to JB, man, for not having a goose egg. And now he got one pickup right now. He had an amazing game. I think he had like three PBUs, a pick, a couple tackles. And he, he had a hell of a game, man. Big time game for JB this, man. Everybody been talking about the secondary, but the secondary is making plays after plays in clutch situations every time. We thank y'all out there, Eagles fans, but we got to continue to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to keep feeding off y'all because we're going to sure need y'all this week as well. So fans, I know y'all saw a situation come up last night with a lot of commotion. It had a, a deal with Reddick. And Josh Allen, when it came down to the intentional grounding, I feel it for my guys. My guys been talking about it heavy. It's been heavy on the heart. It happened to us back-to-back weeks this week with Sweaty J. He could have had a sack, but it got him down for intentional grounding. 
And now this week, man, when Hassan read it, he had a tension grounding, but he could have had a sack. So I, I don't know how they could compromise it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm up for them losing 10 yards and losing the down. But I am up for my guys having sacks because that's how my guys get paid. They get paid off getting sacks. So NFL, this was my suggestion. If they're getting sacked, might as well say attention to grounding and count the stat. Because they they the one forcing the attention to grounding because they're the one getting the pressure on them. So I would say whoever getting the pressure on them to force the intentional grounding, they should be credited a sack or at least a half a sack, something, you know what I'm saying, to make this you no know, balance out because these guys do be working hard, man, to rush this passer. And I think that's a great I think that's a great deal right there, man. I know y'all be trying to find ways to make this lead a better lead. That's my thoughts. How about y'all feel about that NFL? How about y'all feel about that in the world? What y'all thoughts about that? Just give me y'all thoughts. Y'all cannot let this, this Jordan Davis situation go away. I know he was chasing the quarterback, Josh Allen. I'm talking about stride for stride, like running, like running. Y'all seen the 40. That's why I think he got drafted high too as well because he had an amazing 40 time. Of course, he's going to be drafted high anyway because he's one of the best run stoppers in that uh, class at the time. But with him running how he run, he might be one of the fastest D linemen on our team. Like, he would give me a real good feel. Like, I had a guy on my team named Nick Fairley back in Detroit, man. He was one of the top D tackles drafted too as well over there with me. He was a first rounder. And Nick Fairley was just as athletic as him. Like, fast, you know, kind of like athletic legs. Like, you can see, like, the difference between, like, a, a fat, fat guy that's good at football and a fat, athletic guy. And JD is a fat athletic guy. Nick Freddy was a fat athletic guy. Like Sue, if y'all know Sue, Sue is a very fat athletic guy too as well. But he a little muscled up though. He a little muscled up. Fletch is too. You know, Fletch has a he can run. So we got a lot of fat athletic guys on our team. So guys that can really just chase people and like can run them down. So I know my D line gonna be probably a little bit mad because I call y'all fat. But until y'all show me y'all got a six pack or something, y'all are considered fat. And I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all keep doing what y'all do. Keep rushing the passing and keep stopping the run so the run don't get to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I do not want to keep to you to tackle running backs because that shit kind of hurt. Body get a little sore. And like I said, I'm 32 years old. Come on, I can't be hitting everybody. You know what I'm saying? I got to tackle receivers already. I can't tackle a 240-pound back all the time. So I appreciate y'all, but, hey, y'all are fat. Y'all are fat. But y'all athletic, though. So let's get off my fat athletic guys and just get on to a skinny athletic guy, as in myself, big play slay, you know, going against Diggs. I had to travel against Diggs this week, man. I've been going against Diggs for a very, very, very long time. Like since he's been in Minnesota, man, he's one of my first, you know, hard challenges as a receiver because at a young age, he became the number one receiver at so fast, you know, at the time. So he came with number one receiver at a young age as a rookie. He was the number one guy. I had to fall against him then. I was like year three, maybe early, maybe, yeah, I think I was year three. And he was on way before Devontae Adams was on, if y'all even noticed. Like, because at the time, you know, Green Bay had Jordy Nelson and Devontae. So I was always following against Jordy Nelson, not Devontae, even though Devontae was still very good at what he does. He was still good as hell. But, you know, I had to go follow Jordy because he was like the number one guy at the time. But, he, you know, of course, Devontae Adams took over. But... Stephon Diggs, when he came into the league, he was the number one receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. So I had to follow him at a young age and watch him and watch him grow as a player. Man, you just see how much he developed. Always been a great route runner. Uh, great after the catch. I'm talking about smooth, smooth, man. So we know a lot of each other moves. This one particular play, man, I knew that he was wanting to do so bad. Like his best routes, I already knew. 
Stefan Diggs' best route is the out-up stop. That's one of his best routes. So that's one of my routes I was already alert for. He got me with it about a couple years ago in Detroit. And I know his other one, we call it the shin, not that. Well, indie pump, but it's not the pump on the outside. I mean, it's not the pump on the inside. It's the pump on the outside. So we do like a five yard in, he sell it, and then he go up for a vertical. So it's a double move. And I know how he looks when he want to do a double move. So I've been knowing him for a long time. He got a district posture. He look a little different. You can see it in his face like this ball is coming to me. So I knew it was coming. I even jumped the five yard route. I said, I got the route. He ran the goal ball, the double move, of course. I, I read it perfectly. And I told him, like, come on, Stefan. Come on, Diggs. We've been playing a long time now. You know that's one of your moves I'm not going for. You could have did anything else besides them two moves I would have probably went for. And he said, you know what, Slay, you're so right because I done played you a long time, man, and you're a smart player. So we're having a little chop it up on the field because we got a lot of neutral respect for each other. So it was kind of funny moments, man. But like I said, man, me and him had a great, great battle. Man, I think I had a solid game against him. I will say... You know, with him being the number one receiver, my opinion, we had a lot of single high one-on-one coverages. I think Josh Allen should give him a lot more chances than what he's giving him. My opinion, you know what I'm saying? As me as a quarterback, because, uh, hey, I played with a guy named Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford. And anytime he saw one high, he was giving his guy a chance. So my thoughts is, hey, if you see him, your guy one-on-one, your guy, you give him a shot. If you don't got nobody open, if your reads ain't right, you go to scrambling, you throw the, I, I, I'm throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs. Just how it is with AJ, you know what I'm saying? With, uh, you know, if Hurts in trouble, if everybody else covered, he most likely probably go toss it up to AJ, you know? So, you know, it goes like that a lot. So that's how it is. That's how it is when you got a guy that's just that dynamic at their position. And Stephon Diggs is one of them guys that's very dynamic at his position. So I'm just sitting here saying is we had a lot of times that he had a lot of chances to throw one-on-one a good bit. And I think he just didn't give him a chance. I hope he got a lot of respect for me, you know what I'm saying? Probably with myself, but it's hard to play DB in this league. It's hard to play DB in this league, and it's hard to be great at it consistently. You know, he caught me on a couple of routes that he, you know, that he could have been open, could have caught the ball and got active and did what he do. But at a lot of down, a lot of that times, because I've been consistent for a long time during the game, when he was looking his way and I probably made a play, that the quarterback probably looked and be like, oh, he was in that position last time, and he won. So... And sometimes he can look over there. I might look good, but at the top of the route, he might get open. You know what I'm saying? Because he might run a great route. So, uh, yeah, man. I just say uh, Josh Allen should probably give him a little bit more shots. You know what I'm saying? Definitely if he see one-on-one. That's what I would say if I was a, you know, if I was a quarterback or offensive coordinator. But he's because he's an amazing talent. Overall, look, y'all. I'm least guaranteed one more game now. You know why? Because we done clinched a playoff spot already. Already being 10 and 1, we done clinched the spot in the playoffs. So I'm thankful for that already, man. Like I said, I ain't been to the playoffs a lot. I think it's my one, two. This is about to be my fifth time going to the playoff, guys. Five times in my 11 years of playing football. This is going to be my five times. I went two times in Detroit and three times as an Eagle. So this is a great feeling for myself, but we still got work to do. Because it's not done there. You know, of course, we want the trophy at the end. But it's always good to know that you're already in the playoffs. And with that being said, we got one of our playoff contenders. You know what I'm saying? Another great team that's coming into our building, man. The, uh, the 49ers, San Francisco. Great team. Great battle. Looking forward to it, man. I know a lot of guys looking at this thing as a rivalry. Like, we got beef with them. 
they might have beef with us and all that kind of stuff because they do a they do a they did a lot of talking last year to us about a lot of stuff about this and that but i don't play that no mind because like i said i don't understand teams with rivalries because a roster changed every year you know so they didn't have Javon Hargrave last year, so I don't know why they beefing with us now. I'm sure that Javon Hargrave not beefing us. They didn't have Chase Young last year. They got Chase Young this year, so I don't know why Chase Young to be, you know what I'm saying? So they got a whole new roster, and you know what I'm saying? I can understand, like, the main core can have, like, beefing or something. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Honestly, truthfully, I think in the NFL, only people that should be beefing with each other is quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? It should be a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning rivalry, stuff like that. You know, or Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, or you know, them type of they, cause they, they, you know, they franchise quarterbacks, so they go play each other a lot. But other guys that's not, you know, not a franchise quarterback, you could be beefing with this team and be on the same team next year that's paying you way more money than the team that you were just beefing with. Like that'd be the mind blowing with me, but. This game will be electrifying because I know it's going to be a lot of energy because this is the game that we had to win last year in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun, man. Great competitive. They have a great receiver course. So we're looking forward to playing against these guys. You know, Kristen McCatherine is playing amazing. Brock Purdy coming back alive. Everybody was all down on Brock Purdy. He's playing amazing. He's always been playing amazing all year. You can't be perfect everywhere, every game. Everybody expects you to be perfect, but... He do find ways to win. He is leading that team, man. I'm glad he got that C on his chest as well because he is a captain. He has been leading them guys in the right direction. So, they boys got to continue to keep playing. And um, we're looking forward to that matchup, man. Another NFC battle. And uh, let's get after it, man. It's going to be fun, man. So, make sure y'all tune in this week, man. So, it's going to be a, a fun week. And it's going to be something fun to talk about come next week. All right, there's so much to be thankful for over the holiday weekend. Friends and family, food and football, especially NFL. New customers at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Full weekend of action. Full week of action. Right now, five bucks. New customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL to score 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets. You bet five, you get 150. Money lines, props. Uh, live bets, and so much more. No matter your appetite, there is something for you at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. The code is Colin, C-O-L-I-N. New customers bet five bucks on the NFL and get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. The code is always Colin, C-O-L-I-N. The crown is yours. Y'all know before I leave, I always got to ask my fans questions. So question number one, why did I give the Chief fans the chop? I gave them the chop because a fan was just like, you know, doing it at me like this every time. I always look into the stands, you know what I'm saying? I always look, just just in case I see like a fan, a young kid or anything that can might help out, give a glove, give a towel, or say what up to, because like I said, it's always a special moment to interact with fans. But this one time, right before I went in, I gave these kids my gloves. And this was the same one where I was giving the kid my gloves. He was throwing a little chalk sign at me. So I'm like, I let it go. And then I came back in for halftime. He did one again. Then after we came back with the dub, he do it again. So I remember how your, your face. So I was just tired of your shit. So I was just like, chop, chop, chop that shit. So that's what it was. No disrespect to the chief organization. I really just holler at y'all fans for just goddamn trying to chop me to death, damn death. So I chopped his ass to death. Like, chop, 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 chop. Fuck that shit. So... That's what it was, man. And then that, 
but uh it was a great time winning in arrowhead though because uh that was my first time ever playing there and i get to get a dub so i'm one to know in arrowhead question number two what is my shoe game like look my shoe game is exclusive i got my exclusive pairs and i got my like regular jays so if you don't know i am sponsored by nike i was sponsored by Nike for a long time I don't know if they still sponsor me or not because they get kind of mad at me by painting my shoes and all this kind of stuff, but it is what it is. But I've been sponsored for Nike since I've been in the league. So I get free J's and all that for the longest. So I go on my account, I order all my shoes, and I'll be the first one on that. Just like how y'all used to be uh, lining up in line 10 a.m. morning or something like that, doing them all nighters sitting outside. Uh uh, I just sit at my computer. And soon that time hit 10 o'clock, I type in the J. Bam. And I got like three pair of each Jordan that ever came out since I've been in the league. Three pair. So I got one that's now I wear now. I'm going to have one for like the mid future. Like when I'm about 50, bring them back out. Then I'm going to come back out. You know, if the Lord bless me to see 70 or 80, I'm going to bring the other pair out. Y'all be like, oh my goodness. He still got the J's from this time. Yeah. I'm talking about fresh. So that's why I got three pair on for, for my like, you know, for generational so i got generational shoes so that's why i could call them generational shoes i'm wearing one each generation so i got a pair i wear for my young age my middle age and when i'm old so when i'm like 80 when my grandkids they're like grandpa you got like the f i'm not want to be called grandpa more like papa papa you go jordan collection is crazy so they could talk highly on me you know what i'm saying so shout out to my future grandkids I, i'm gonna have you know so don't be jealous question number three this is a good question this is a good question. I'm looking forward to answering this one, though. Why are the NFL and the media not still consider us the number one team in the NFL? I don't know why, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's only but one team to give you the best, and that's the one that's holding up the trophy at the end of the year. So during the season, it's okay. We don't pay no mind who we the number one team or not. All we're trying to do is be the best team on a Sunday. The team we ever line up in front of us, we're trying to be the best team that day. We're not trying to be the best team as in, like, you know, looking past the team we finna play. So that's why I think, but I don't understand the situation, how they do that. But, you know, the media need talk. The media need something to talk about. So, and why not talk about the Eagles not being the best team, you know? So, but it is what it is. But the best team at the end of the year will be just holding up the trophy. So that's who I consider who will be the best team. So that's all I have today, man, for all the questions, man. But, hey, fans, Slay is an open book. The questions don't always have to be about football. It could be about life. It could be, uh, you know, anything. You know what I'm saying? Just anything. Favorite vacation spots. Anything. You know, I'm open book. I'm a good guy, man. So y'all can just chop it up with me, man. It's just like having a, a conversation through the internet. You know what I'm saying? I'm an open book, man. So I'll be, friendly, be willing to ask me any question you would like to. Thank y'all for watching, man. I will be back after the Niners game, man. So y'all stay tuned for next week.